we get into this episode, I just wanted to hop on and give a disclaimer, y'all. I know this episode was fire because Instagram cut me off because I exceeded the time limit on my live video. And my own computer, which I rely on for the best recording, cut me off. <laughs> so shout out to Facebook because Facebook cut me off a couple weeks ago, but Facebook came in clutch for me tonight and I was able to pull the audio from Facebook. So bear with it. Um, I wanted to just, I will talk about what it was like for me being in an abusive relationship. But before I even get into that, I wanted to talk about how I got there in the first place, because you don't just hop into an abusive relationship. Like there's a reason that you get into it. And so I wanted to show you guys the backstory of how I ended up in a place where I had no business being. And so I hope that you guys get a lot of value from this episode. I definitely tried my best to share my wisdom from the first minute to the last few seconds. And so without further ado, here's my episode called, But I Love Him. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Get Up 10 Podcast. I'm going to keep it real with you guys. This episode in particular is not easy to record. And I swear to y'all, I have my notes, but bear with me because it's about to get real. (laughs) So I wanted to take some time and talk about my story as relates to the relationships I've been in, the toxic relationships um, that I've been in. Honestly, it is Domestic Violence Awareness Month and God has brought me through some things, um, I don't want to minimize any form of mistreatment, but I also don't want to gloss over anything. And I feel like I wanted to share my story because you never know who needs to hear your story. And I'm very, I stand very firm in that belief. So I'm going to do my best to talk about my story with some class. All right. Cause I'm not on here about to air out everybody's dirty laundry. Like that's not even in my character. Um, What is in my character is talking about what God has done for me and just to give people hope. And, you know, we got to talk about our stories. Like I said, somebody needs to hear your story. Like you guys know I'm always saying that. So disclaimer, y'all, this first, this is a two part episode, by the way, because that's how much I have to talk to you guys about. And I just want to say up front two things. One, I named this episode, but I love him because that's how we talk half the time. We I, we end up, I mean, him or her, depending on your situation, we end up in relationships that we really have no business in. And then we want to throw, but I love him on the end of it. Or, but I love her. They're treating me like crap, but I love them. They're doing me wrong, but I love them. They out here acting a damn fool, but I love them. Like We throw that on there as that attachment to stay in a place that we have outgrown to stay in a place that we had no business in in the first place and I'm not even pointing the finger because I've been that person of oh they're doing this but I love them because it's real y'all it's so real and so as I share my story I just want to make a disclaimer especially about my most recent relationship which is that if you feel some type of way about an abuser or the word abuse or whatever like if you ever feeling if anything that I share makes you feel angry or whatever like take that same energy and take that same anger and pray for that person and wish well on that person because at the end of the day I know that we look at abusers in a very very negative light which it makes sense you know but at the same time we still have to understand that an abuser is still God's child that's still somebody's son that is still a member of society you know and they matter they're they're not worth any more or less than anybody else so I just want to put that out there before I keep going so my story my podcast like I really want to talk about me because I really believe in taking responsibility for your life and your actions and your choices even though it's not always easy to admit like, yes, I messed up or (laughs) I shouldn't have, you know, but it is what it is. And so with that being said, like when I'm talking about my story, it's not because I'm pointing the finger or blaming anybody else. I want you guys to learn from my mistakes. So the story really starts with me. It's not about, I'm not airing out anybody's dirty laundry. I'm not pointing the finger. I'm not calling nobody out. This is my story. So my story 
it's funny because I have on this paper early 2019, but for me, the story really starts in 2017 because that's when I came into an awareness of my power and who I am and that I have purpose and that there's so much more to life than I guess I could say the way that I had been doing it. Like, I feel like I've always been boy crazy. Like in kindergarten, I had a crush on like every single guy in my class for like one reason. I'd be like, oh, I like his hair. I got a crush on him. Oh, he plays nice. I got a crush on him for the smallest things. And if you talk to anybody who's known me since I've been a little girl, I've always been boy crazy. I've always wanted to be married. That's just always who I, who I have been. However, the thing about the enemy is that he likes to distract because if he can't stop you, he's going to distract you because if he can distract you, he can slow down progress. And if you're distracted, you're not focused, you're not where you need to be. And the enemy knows that. So he be trying to catch us off, catch us slipping here, catch us off guard and your girl has fallen for it. (laughs) So 2017 is when I really came into an awareness of myself my purpose, my des- my heart's desires, like what I want to do, what I, the legacy that I want to leave on this earth. And when you come into that kind of clarity and that kind of revelation, like you're bound to come up with, you're bound to come up against adversity. And so adversity for me came in the form of relationships and distractions. And so I was very clear on my purpose. I knew I made some mistakes. I didn't like how things were looking in my life. And so I decided I was going to start making changes so that I could see the results of my life I wanted to see. So I got into this relationship with this guy and I thought it was like perfect. It was about to be some like love and basketball type stuff. And I was just like, this is it. I'm going to get married because I I swear to God, like every guy that I date, I think I'm going to, I'm going to marry them because that's what I want. But so anyways, Get into this relationship, we have a dope friendship, like you got the love and basketball vibe going. And then come to find out my man has a whole pornography addiction and that is coupled with lying because those two that addiction often any addiction is always coupled with um any addiction is always coupled with other behaviors. I'm seeing some messages on my Instagram that you guys can't hear me. I want to make sure you guys can hear me. <laughs> but I know if you're listening to the podcast on any platform, you guys should be able to hear me well, which it will be out Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Anyways, um, yeah, so like most addictions and most shameful behaviors are always coupled with something else in an attempt to hide or disguise or excuse the actual problem. So in this case, a man's had a whole pornography addiction, but it was coupled with lying because he didn't want to own up to his behavior. And that especially broke my heart because I had openly shared that pornography was something that I had struggled with in the past and was trying to leave behind. And so I'm out here trying to do right by me and stuff and then my man's just out here like not doing the same like he's telling me like yeah I'm with it like we're on the same page but what he's doing behind closed doors is showing me that he's really not and I was heartbroken because my man's really tried to lie to me like oh my my social media got hacked sir no it didn't there's pictures of me and your family out to dinner (laughs) amongst these pictures of other females so but anyways (laughs) That really just, that broke me. And then people tried to tell me, like, no, like, all men watch porn. And I had such a hard time, like, grasping that because I was just like, no, that I can't believe, I cannot accept that. I can't. And so that broke me, broke me. But it also, it broke my heart, but it made my vision clear. So out of that heartbreak is when the I really started to step into my power and make some boss moves and worry more about me because at the end of the day, I'm all that I can control right? So I went from that and I did heal. I will always say that I always do my best to heal, but you can only heal, but so much on your own. Like it really does take accountability and other people to come alongside you. And at the end of the day, you can do the best that you can do, but you have blind spots, you know, it is what it is. So I did my best to heal, but I didn't really heal because I ended up in more relationships with the same person with a different face, you know, same person, different exterior. And so I went from that to this guy who just looked like ghost me, (laughs) 
Like one second he's with it, he want to be with me, and the next second he literally just ghosted me. And then he also shared that he had like, let's say sexual relations with another one of our mutual friends. And it was just like a mess. And I was just like, I can't, it was frustrating because I, the way my heart is set up, I want to excuse all like, all, you know, negativity or anything, anything that would come as an excuse or like anything that's a red flag. Honestly, I want to excuse it because I got a good heart. And so I want to, oh, and I know like nobody is perfect. <laughs> so when these people come to me with their baggage, which we all have, and you have to decide what you can and cannot accept for yourself. But when my man came to me and said, oh, by the way, I slept with so-and-so and this, that, and the third, and, and he was ghosting me, I still wanted to excuse all of that because I just had a, such a desire for a relationship. And so that happened. We never really made it official, but even though we didn't make it official, the pain was still there. Like, my feelings were still hurt, you know? Like, we want to downplay situationships and entanglements, but let's be real, they still hurt. And so that happened. And so then I'm just like, you know what? I'm so tired of dealing with men that are my age because they don't value all that I am. That's the mentality, right? And so, you know, let's try something new. I will say, I will give myself credit for that. You know, I might repeat my cycle of brokenness, but in a way I always level up. So I said, you know what? These young boys, they just ain't it. So I'm going to go to older men. But let me tell you something. Just because somebody is older doesn't mean that they're more mature. Maturity and age are two different things. And I just want to say that loud and clear because if you, that, that'll that save you a lot of heartache right there. But anyways, I was like, yo, these young dudes ain't it. I'm going to find me an older guy. And so I found me an older in age guy, but not an older in maturity mentality guy. And so I found myself in this relationship that sounded like a good idea because me and this guy, we had a dope friendship. And I thought like, oh, you know what? They say that you should marry your best friend. You should date your best friend. And so I was like, well, we got a good friendship. Let's, I mean, I don't really know if I'm attracted to him like that or if this really is. I don't know. I'm out. You know, there was that hesitation, that little voice. I was like, I don't know about this. But I was just like, let's give it a try. Like they say, date your best friend. We got a friendship. Let's go. And I found out that it's not enough to just <laughs> have a friendship. It's so much more than that. But because I decided to compromise and settle, honestly, I ended up in a relationship where I was always going to see him. He never, like, he rarely came to me. And we lived a different, this, a, a, oh my gosh, I can't talk. <laughs> we lived a decent distance apart, but not enough to where it was like, oh, no, nah, we're going to have to, I can't see you. Like, no, we could drive. So, I ended up driving out to him more than I should have. And I will own up and say that's one of my mistakes in relationships is that I be the one to do all the work. And I don't always do the meet me halfway thing in the beginning, which I think you should to see how far somebody is. Somebody is really about what they say they're about. But I have this tendency to go above and beyond for people who don't deserve it. And so that happened and I just remember I was every time I get into a relationship ever since um like halfway through college my mentality is always like I don't want to have sex until I get married because sex is is it could be very distracting could be very blinding like yeah it feels good whatever um it's lit but it's also very blinding and we downplay that we think that sex is just this physical act and it's so much deeper than that and so I always try to hold out on having sex in my dating relationships. And I've obviously failed <laughs> every single time. But that doesn't stop me from still trying to put that boundary in place at the beginning of something new. And I could say, honestly say the older I get, the more intentional I get with it. Like, because I learn from my mistakes. But anyways, in this particular case, we had decided that we weren't going to have sex. And then that didn't happen. And I just remember so vividly the night that we decided to have sex I had like a whole breakdown afterwards because I knew that I had let myself down like even just thinking about the emotion now it's a lot like after we were done I just it's like 
I just broke. I lost it. I couldn't stop crying because I knew that I had done something I shouldn't have done. And it was crazy. And I remember afterwards, we walked to my car and I'm pretty sure there was like a bed bug or something crawling on me. And I lost it again because I was just like, what? I just had sex. I didn't have no business having sex with this person. And now there's a bug crawling on me. I lost it. Like, I literally snapped, like, tears again. Meanwhile, my man's just sitting next to me, confessing his love for me, like, talking about I would marry you. And I'm losing it because there's a bug on me. Like, I just had no business being there. And I just remember feeling a sense of, like, embarrassment when we'd be out together because I'm just like, oh, get it together, my man. Like... Some of the things that you be doing and saying, I'm like, come on, I'm rooting for you. You know, the tire banks, Jeff, or whatever. Like, that's my favorite. I'm rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. That's me and my relationships. And it's crazy because I really did feel like I wanted this man's dreams more than he did for himself. And at the end of the day, what helped me to walk away from that relationship was an ultimatum. And I know they say, like, you shouldn't give men ultimatums. You shouldn't ever tell somebody it's this or that. But sometimes that's literally how cutthroat it has to be. Because remember, if you're in a relationship, at least for me, the goal is marriage. That's a lifelong commitment. It should be at least. That should be something that you don't walk into lightly or blindly. And so that being said, when you're dating somebody, when you're courting somebody, however you want to talk about it, like, you have every right to be specific and picky and this is what I want. That is your right. And so my man's had a little drinking problem. And I told him, I was like, listen, you could have alcohol or you could have me, but you can't have us both. You can't. And so you're going to have to make a decision. Like either we're going to be together, we're going to do us, we're going to get this money, be a power couple, be great. Or you can keep on sipping on these bottles and stay in the projects because that's what you're doing and that's what you're happy with. And that's fine for you, but not for me because I know what I deserve. And I had to come to that place of awareness and it's crazy. And it's not even, you know, I don't want to say that I'm out here talking about you shouldn't be drinking, you shouldn't be smoking. Like, it's one thing when you have a drink socially or it's one thing when you smoke, whatever, I don't know, here and there. But it's another thing when you're doing these habits to cover up deeper issues or when you are drinking and smoking and getting lit and your business is not taken care of, you can't wake up the next morning, you fall off the planet, like, you just not all of there, like, emotionally, mentally, like, you can't, you're not your best self. If you're doing these things and you're, you're not your best self, you can't put your best foot forward, but you're still doing these things consistently, that's when I have a problem with it. And that's what would happen in my relationship because my mans would drink and then drinking went to smoking. And then next thing I know, you're not talking to me for hours and I feel like I'm an afterthought or you, I don't even hear from you till the next day. And I just, and then, like I said, my mans claim to have goals and dreams, but then you're drinking and then you, you want to wake up early, but you can't because you're hungover. It just doesn't add up. And so I told him, you're going to drink or you're going to have me, but you're not going to have both. And it's crazy because when I told, the thing that led me to have to, how do I want to say this? <sighs> when things hit the fan, when it got real, when I had to show if I was really about what I said, it came down to a shot. My man had a shot, one shot, one, but I said what I said. And I had to stick with that because I did not want, I had to let him know that I have boundaries and I'm not going to keep moving the line for you because if I move it once, I'm going to have to move it again and I'm going to keep moving it. And then next thing I know, I'm way far out there and I don't know how I got there. And so that's why you need some boundaries. And so I set a boundary. I said, you're going to have alcohol or you're going to have me. And I had to stick to it, period. And so I did. And I broke up with him. And I felt free. And I can honestly say that every relationship that I've ever left, I felt free after. And I feel like that's such a telltale symbol. Is that how you say it? Telltale? I don't know. But like that freedom, like if you're really with the right person, 
did you really be feeling free that you're not with them anymore? You know, I don't know. I don't think so. But yeah, I ended that relationship because it was shot. I was still willing to excuse everything else, but I set my boundary. I had to stick with it. And from that place, I was just angry because I'm like, yo, God, I'm, I'm great. I'm a work of art. Okay. Like I'm the bomb that I got. I was in college, so I didn't have a degree yet, but you know, like I'm working on me. I'm beautiful. I'm smart. Um, I don't know, like, you know, all the things that we tell ourselves to build ourselves up, even though it is low key true, but I'm just like, God, I am all these things. Why can't these men see that? You know? And I was in that place of frustration and anger like god i have such a desire to be a married woman i have such a desire for relationship goals and this love but i'm not seeing it and i don't understand and i'm tired of waiting and i'm making the adjustments on my end so god where where the heck is my husband at (laughs) why do i keep getting these bums (laughs) literally like that was I had to keep it real with God, like, God, what's going on here? I'm doing everything right, but I'm still ending up with this. (laughs) I was literally frustrated. And so I was just like, you know what? I can't deal with these men. That was my mentality at the time. And so then come 2019, which, okay, so ending 2018 was when I, I graduated college and I am now an adult, <laughs> whatever that means, and I'm making my own money. I didn't have a car at the time, which was a very big deal for me because if you guys know me, like I love to be out and about, like my personality, literally, I literally need to get out the house or else I lose it, okay? <laughs> and my best ideas come to me outside of the house. That's when I'm in my creative space. So I'm in this space where I don't have a car. I'm like low key depressed. And instead of accepting my circumstances for what they were and still deciding that I'm going to be the best me I can be, I wasn't in a place where I was ready to accept that level of responsibility. Instead, I was angry. I was selfish. I was entitled. I was hurt. I was ungrateful. And I was frustrated and disappointed because nothing is working out the way I want it to, the way that Ginger has planned. Because these men is out here messing up. Nobody could see that I'm a whole goddess. My parents' finances were not in the right place. And so I got to walk across my stage for graduation, but I didn't actually get my diploma. I owed my college mad money. I didn't have a car because... Uh, my parents, my parents were paying for my car and which is a blessing. Everything now I can look back and see how blessed I was. But at the time, like I said, I was entitled, I was hurt and I was angry. And when that is your feelings about life, you can't, that's your lens. That's how you see the world. You can't see things correctly when your lens is that of pain and anger and all these negative emotions. And so, like I said, I was entitled, I was mad. So I had a car And then my lease was up and we had missed payments because my father overlooked something. And so we missed payments. And not only did we miss a payment, but it messed up my credit. So I couldn't even bail myself out with some like loan or anything because my credit was shot. So I was pissed, y'all. Like, I'm going to keep it real with you. I was angry at my parents. Like, how could you do this to me? That was my mentality. Oh, I can't even say it now. It doesn't even feel right because... I'm just, I was so entitled. I was like, I mean, I'm still spoiled, but you know, <laughs> I was spoiled in a bad way that it, back then. And so I have all this like adding up. I have this anger, this hurt, and you can't, good things don't come from at least, I don't, yeah, no, you can't have, when you have bad roots, you can't expect good fruit. So those are my roots and the fruit manifested and and for someone who has always been an advocate for waiting till marriage and um just all these good things and like not putting up with people's foolishness and knowing your worth and knowing your value I found myself hooking up with people who should have never had the chance to even put a finger on me like I found myself in cars late at night outside of random people's houses or by garbage dumpsters having sex with people who didn't know what the heck they were doing so it was just trash or like 
who straight up told me like, oh, you know, you're not my wife, so I'm not even going all out right now. Literally told me that. Literally. Like, I ended up having sex with people who should have never had the chance to get near me. But because I was hurt, because I was angry, because Valentine's Day came around and I didn't have a Valentine, I settled. I compromised. I... It's crazy because the definition of compromise is to, like, expose yourself to difficulty or danger because of carelessness. And honestly, when you're out here just hooking up with people, you are literally doing that. (laughs) You are exposing yourself to danger. (laughs) You literally. And maybe not physically, but, hmm, like I said, sex is more than physical. And so I just ended up in places that I had no business But, you know, at the end of the day, like, I still know what I want. I still want to be somebody's wife. I still want to, I'm still amazing. I still believe that I deserve the best. But I don't think I believed it to the point that I should have. And so it still led me to places where I shouldn't been, shouldn't have been. So here comes a good guy, finally. Finally. (laughs) Right? Because that's how it feels. And he is telling me everything I want to hear, that he's not about to play games, that he's with it for marriage, all this good stuff. And I was, like, so excited. I'm like, this might finally be it. If you're listening to the podcast, I just did a little happy dance. (laughs) Um, And I was so excited. Like, I'm like, this this could be it. Like, finally. Thank God. I can't even talk. Because I'm just, that's how excited I was. Okay? Good guy. Let's go. Let's get it. And then next thing I know, he's calling me, telling me that he just ended a relationship with his girl and he doesn't, he's not exactly ready to move on, but he wanted to be honest with me because I deserve honesty, which I respect him for that. Cause a lot of guys don't have the guts to do that, to be honest with you and tell you what it is. They will string you along and play with your feelings, but he didn't do that. And even though he was honest and he did the right thing, it still hurt me. I was... I was with my other mother for her birthday weekend and we were in the mall and I literally started crying and she didn't know what to do. And we got in her car and she put on like some love song and I like lost. I was like, can you please turn this off? Because I was just like, I'm a little drama queen, okay? Like, I'm here broken hearted and you want to play love songs, (laughs) you know? And so that hurt me. But I definitely, if there's one thing about me is that I will cut you off and keep moving. And that is for my protection because if it's up to me, I'm going to stay in my feelings and I'm going to keep checking your social media and see what you're up to. And do you still miss me? Did you move on? And I'm going to torture myself mentally and I can't be out here doing that. And so one thing about me is I will cut you off and move on. (laughs) That's what it is. And so I did that, but I I didn't fully cut this guy off because he was a good guy, but I still moved on. You know, that's what it is. You don't see my value. You still over here choosing between me and somebody else well let me give you one option I'm out and again like I'm hurt I'm angry I'm disappointed and I'm not properly dealing with it I didn't have the proper outlets I don't think I was journaling during this time I was talking to people and they were encouraging me but I was still it is what it is I was in my feelings and so I wasn't thinking clearly because when emotions are high reasoning is low and so Here comes this guy. He has a bad boy vibe. He's well-spoken. He's a hard worker. He is all about his boys. He's confident. He, it was crazy because, you know, I feel like females are always the ones to be like, I could do this, that, and the third. I don't need nobody. But for the first time, I had a guy saying, I bring this to the table. I don't need anybody. And I was like, oh, wow, like, this is kind of cool. And there was a familiar vibe about him because he reminded me of this person that I was so stuck on I forgot to talk about this yeah so after I became clear on what I wanted and who I was and got my sense of purpose (laughs) old boy from back in the day came back in the picture and I fell for it (laughs) it was somebody I knew I had no business being with but because we're a little bit older now I hope that maybe we both matured a little bit and I fell for the trap and he didn't value me he was playing games And so now I meet this other guy who reminds me of this guy that I had felt for so strongly. And I was like, this gotta be it, you know, because 
you know what they say, if you feel something familiar, that familiar vibe, that person's supposed to feel like home or whatever, like you can't let go of that. And so here comes this guy with a familiar vibe. He's well-spoken. He's handsome. He got a little dark energy about him. He's, we go in places. He's taking me on trips, you know, little trips, nothing crazy, like whatever. Anyways, we stay in a hotel. <laughs> so to me, that was enough to be like, oh, this guy is different, but same person, different face. Okay. And it's crazy because after I ended my most recent relationship, my friend called me out because I I was over here like, yeah, you know, if it was hard to get with me before, it's going to be even harder now. And he said, Ginger, this is one of my dearest friends. It was like, if it's so hard to get to you, why have you ended up in this situation so many times? And I was like, oh, yeah, that made me uncomfortable. <laughs> but you need those kind of people in your life. And so when he called me out on that, because you need people who's going to ask you the probing questions, as Quest Green says, those questions that are going to make you think deep. And so when my friend called me out, like, Ginger, if, if you're so hard to get to, why do you keep ending up in these relationships? I had to stop and think about it. Because if you don't stop and think about these things, you're going to repeat them. Like, what, what is the answer? What is the quote? Whatever. What you don't. Something you repeat. I don't know. Whatever. But the point is, when you don't learn, your le- history repeats itself. Like, if you don't learn from it, you're going to do it again until you learn. That's just how it works. Like, if you have never touched a hot stove, if you've never gotten burned... You're not going to know, oh, let me not do that again. So my mistake that I've come to realize is that some people, it's not hard to see what they're bringing straight up. Like some guys, ladies, men, whatever, y'all know, like somebody steps to you, you do a quick scan of their social media and you already know (laughs) this ain't it. Like, I'm sorry, this is just not going to work out. Oh, that's what you're posting? Nah, I'm good. Some people, it's not hard to tell from the jump, like, this isn't going to work out. You might be beautiful. You're saying everything right. You got you a little rapper career, but you're trash. You know, like, some people, it's not hard to recognize out the, from the jump, out the gate, like, this ain't going to work out. But other people, they got a little nice, shiny rapper to them, you know? They, and don't judge a book by its cover. So, some people... They look good in the beginning, but as you spend more time with them, as you let them talk, because I really do believe that if you just sit and listen to anybody, you're, they're going to tell you exactly who they are. But the key word is sit and listen, aka shut up. Like you can't be the one always talking. You have to let that person talk. And when somebody talks, it's, their character is going to come out, but you have to learn to listen. And so... My mistake has been those people that look good on the outside, but don't look good on the inside. That has tripped me up. And even when I figured out who they really were, I didn't walk away. And I love the, I think it's Maya Angelou who says, when, show, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And I was out here, but not believing them. <laughs> like, oh, snap, that's who you are. Now, it's all good because I know that you got all this, that, and that they're going for you, and you kind of treat me good sometimes. And so I know that they say that this is a red flag, but you know what? It's okay because we're, I'm going to love you out of that. We're going to grow together. We're gonna, you're going to be a better person. Maybe this was just a one-time thing. Every excuse in the book rather than just taking, taking people for who they are and where they're at. And there's nothing wrong with that. It is what it is. That's where you're at. Cool. I'm going to pray for you. But that doesn't mean I have to subject myself to where you're at and go through this struggle with you. What I'm really realizing as I get older is that life is hard, period. Like hardships, struggles, all of that is going to come. You don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to do anything to add to it. It's, life is going to happen. And with that being said, if anything, you should do your best to make your life as easy, as good as it can be, because hard times are going to come. Okay. You don't, you don't, they're just, you could stay still and they're going to come. You don't have to do anything extra. So don't be out here adding to your stress, to your problems, to your struggles when it's already a guarantee. Honestly, if you don't know right now that life is hard, I don't know what to tell you, (laughs) but like don't make life harder for yourself than it has to be. And so that has been my mistake of not walking away when somebody shows you who they are. 
And so some of the things that I fell for, which I want to share because they're not uncommon things. So I have this guy. He's a hard worker. We value a hard worker. We say, because, you know, a, a good work ethic, somebody who is about their business, somebody who is a provider. Yes, those are all good things. But you have to learn to read between the lines and you have to learn to hear what isn't being said. Okay, so somebody who's a workaholic, okay, they might be about their paper, they might be providing, it it might be good, but when this person is working, 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 are they still making time to care for themselves? Are they, you know, if self-care is something that you value because you know that you got to take care of your insides just as much as your outsides, how are you about to be with somebody who doesn't think the same? You're going to get frustrated after a while, trust me. And so in the same sense, if I'm out here trying to live my best life, trying to be an entrepreneur, trying to be, I don't know if you guys know about the Robert Kiyosaki, the four quadrants. Um, If I'm, I can't even use that example fully because I forgot the four quadrants, but essentially it's two types of people out there. Okay. Now that's very simplistic. But anyways, the point is there's people out here that have no concept of entrepreneurship and making their own money and letting their money work for them. They just work their job. They don't think outside the box. They just do what they got to do. And then there's people who's out here thinking outside the box and wanting to run their own businesses and investing so that they don't have to work for money, but their money works for them. Like there's two types of people. And so if you know that you want to be out here being an entrepreneur and investing and you want financial freedom and you want to invest in real estate and let your money make money for you. And you're going to be with somebody who doesn't value any of that, doesn't see the goodness in that, has a hard time. I put it like this. If you're out here with an abundance mentality, you can't be with somebody with a poverty mentality. And I'm not even trying to take shots at anybody. I'm just trying to speak clearly so that you guys understand what I'm saying. So if you're out here manifesting abundance in your life, you can't be with somebody who thinks that, the world is rigged, the system is rigged, everybody hates them, they're never going to come up, they're never going to win. Like, if you're trying to manifest abundance and somebody's out here speaking curses over their life, it's a little mismatch, honestly. And I want to talk about that whole mentality of, I don't need anybody. Honey, no man is an island, no woman is an island. We all need friends we all need accountability we all need community like you could do bad by yourself but oh you know what saying I love the saying about like if you want to go far no 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 it's if you want to go fast if you want to go fast go by yourself but if you want to go far go with the group I might have just butchered that but the point is like community is everything and when you do things by yourself and you're all about yourself and me myself and I I don't need nobody nobody could do nothing for me you're limiting yourself because there's people out here with resources and love and things that they have to give and share and you are blocking your blessings if you have a I'm all about me I got me mentality and so that whole I don't need anybody attitude is also a cover up for abandonment issues. That's a wall. And there's a difference between a wall and a gate. When you build a wall, you don't let anybody in. When you have a gate, you let the right people in. I just heard that from Dr. Darius the other day. I'm not even about to act like I'm that deep. <laughs> but I love that illustration. And you want people with gates because gates are boundaries. Boundaries are good. You don't want people with walls because... You're not Rapunzel. You're not Prince Charles. No, what? Like, you don't need people with walls because that means that they in their they're in their little prison. I'm gonna call it what it is, with their baggage and themselves. And what do you look like getting inside prison with somebody else? <laughs> no, like, and I'm not even coming at anybody because we've I've been there. We've all been there. Like, this is common stuff. Like. Get some self-awareness and get some help. (laughs) And so I ended up, I fell for that. I don't need anyone as, oh, he's independent. No, Ginger, he's not independent. He has abandonment issues. (laughs) And that overly confidence 
there's a saying about um, what's understood doesn't have to be said. Like, if something is what it is, no, you don't have to say that. Like, if somebody is out here like, I know, but the sky is blue. The sky doesn't have to say that it's blue. We can look up and see that it's blue. I'm not even about to talk about our favorite president. (laughs) Anyways, the point is, sometimes we think that confidence is being the loudest one in the room. But sometimes that loudness, that overly confidentness, confidence, overly confident, whatever. Anyways, sometimes that's a real cover up for some real insecurity. And what I've learned about insecurity in relationships is that you can't be a secure person and be with an insecure person. It doesn't work that way because security breeds security, but insecurity also breeds insecurity. So I might be secure but I spend some time with you and your insecurity. And next thing I know, I'm going to be questioning myself because you become like the people that you hang around and it might not happen overnight. It might happen little by little, but sure enough, y'all are rubbing, rubbing off on each other. Okay. So if you're confident, confidence doesn't have to be out here loud. Okay. And if you're confident, don't be with an insecure person. Don't do that to yourself. Okay. (laughs) And there's just so many things like I, okay, so I know there's this whole misconception that men think that they have to be a provider and they got to have money and all that. And it's true. But if you think that provision is just a matter of money, you're missing so much. And my dad would always tell me, like, if you are, (laughs) if you're out here and you're a millionaire, why would you be with somebody who's making a minimum wage? What He'll be like, what do they have to talk about? What do they have in common? They haven't even had the same experiences. And I used to be like, no, dad, like love is love. Like, it's okay. Like, you know, money is not everything. And I still believe that money is not everything, especially when you know where your true provision comes from, when you know where your source is. But let's be honest, money matters. Most people get divorced a lot. Well, I don't know what the new statistics are with coronavirus, but before coronavirus, like money was an issue in relationships and it would lead to divorce, financial issues. And so I'm over out here thinking that because I'm staying in hotels with this guy that we're doing well, like we're lit, we're lit. <laughs> we out here, okay, relationship goals. But I didn't read in between the lines to say to myself, Ginger, you're staying in hotels because this man doesn't have a home, you know, like, uh, again, I ended up like on bed bug infested couches that I had no business on because I was in love and because I couldn't see the bed bugs. I saw the bites, but I didn't see the bed bugs. And so it was okay because the bites, they didn't bother me. What? (laughs) This was literally my mentality, you guys. Like, I have no shame. Like, that was my mentality. Like, I'm in love, and so I can deal with some bed bugs because it's, I'm in love. I'd rather be with you. I should have ran up out that house, you know? It literally took for me to physically see a bed bug to know I had no place, no purpose being in those type of environments. And let me tell you something else that I learned, guys. When it comes to arguments and disagreements, Pay very careful attention to how somebody acts when you guys disagree, all right? If they disrespect you when you guys are arguing, that's a flag. If they walk away when you guys are arguing, that's a flag. And that would happen to me. This guy and I, we would have disagreements, we would have arguments, and he would walk out the room, and we would not have any resolution. And when you don't come to answers, when you don't come in a relationship, when you don't come to answers, when you don't come to this or even just a place of we'll agree to disagree or when you don't close a chapter, when you stuff things under the rug, it's still there. And so that would happen with me and this this relationship. We would have an argument and he would walk out and we wouldn't get to the bottom of the real issue because when you're in a healthy relationship, You are not the problem. Your partner is not the problem. The problem is the problem. But if you don't identify the problem, it's going to keep happening. And I understood that. But I don't think the understanding was mutual. And so pay very close attention to how somebody argues with you. Because that is not about to change, all right? You give him the best 
sucks. All right, let's keep it G-rated. <laughs> that you have to offer. You could provide. You could show up. You could bring them food on their break. You could do everything in the world for them. But you could get that ring, get married. But certain issues, they're not just going to go away. Not overnight. And it's crazy because this person also made it clear that they had an ish, uh, not an ish, a habit. They had a past of just going off the grid, of disappearing, um, which they threatened to just disappear on me. They threatened to harm. They pretty much told me, like, listen, if you break my heart, I will find you. Like, I know what your car looks like. And it, I just, <laughs> remember in the beginning of this podcast how I didn't have a car? Well, your girl got a car. And if you have been following me for any amount of time, you know I love my car. I got myself a Jeep, a white Jeep. Like, it's a gift. And this person threatened, they said, if you break my heart, I know your plates. I know people. And I remember that that definitely put some fear in me, but I downplayed it. Because I was like, oh, it's okay. I'm not going to break his heart. You know, we'll be all right. But that happened. And this person, while we were dating, also made threats against my family, against my my father, my brothers, because they wouldn't put their hands on a woman, but let them see, um, see a male that I care about. Like, there was threats that were made. And I was afraid. I literally... I... I was threatened, okay? (laughs) Like, I don't know what to tell you. And now that I look back and I see clearly, I I know that threats are really just a way of an insecure person exerting control over you. It is a fear tactic. It is manipulation because of its insecurity. And if you are afraid of the person that you're supposed to be in a relationship with that's supposed to love you, get out. It's not going to change. Like, do yourself a favor, save yourself the heartache, save yourself the headache. If you're in a relationship and you are afraid and this person is unaware of what they're doing or even if they are aware, if you're afraid, it's not healthy. And so I felt like I really got myself into this pickle because of a familiar vibe. Remember I said that this person gave off a familiar vibe that I was so determined that I wasn't going to miss out on this familiar vibe because it's a once in a lifetime thing and I didn't want to miss it. That's what I told myself. And I was so stubborn, so hard headed to get this once in a lifetime soulmate type love that I said that either this is going to work out really good or really bad. And if you have to compromise as much as I did, let me tell you something, it's going to end up real bad. Okay. And so I was just, I had to know how it was going to turn out, real good or real bad. And if it was up to me, I'm going to make it real good. But relationship is two people. So anyways, I don't want, I I know we throw out this whole, like I said, we have this whole idea that the right person is going to feel like home. They're going to have a familiar vibe. You're going to feel comfortable. And I do believe that those things are true. But what I don't want is for you guys to be out here looking for a familiar vibe. And it's really a trauma bond. And if you've never heard that, it's essentially attachment that's formed through brokenness. So any issues from your childhood, from freaking last week that you haven't resolved, from from your past, anything that you haven't resolved, it's, remember, what the root is, the root yields fruit. So if you have this trauma that you haven't dealt with, because we all do, if you're living life, if you get to a certain age, you're going to have trauma, some of us more than others. It is not up to us, unfortunately, but that's life. Your trauma, your brokenness, your hurt is not your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. So, because you don't want to be out here bleeding on people who didn't cut you. And so I had trauma that I didn't deal with and I let it make, if your trauma is deciding your partner, get out. And so when I got into this relationship, I started making excuses for this person's behavior. And the one thing that I always think about is how growing up, I am the oldest out of four. Okay. Let me tell you, you guys, if you follow me, you know, I love food. (laughs) 
And it's a very touchy subject for me because there are so many times growing up that I would come home from practice or whatever after school activity and I'm in the car, I'm on my way home. I'm like, it's lit when I get home. We got leftovers in the fridge. I just, mom just bought this food. When I get home, about to tear that up. And then I get home and my siblings ate my food. Guys, that's trauma, okay? (laughs) Don't play trauma, but no, like, Growing up, that happened to me so many times where my siblings ate my food. And so that caused this, like, survival mode for me when it comes to food. And I guess other, just my space, because I don't know about you guys, but me and my siblings, when you're mad at your sibling, you know exactly how to get under their skin. And as a child, when my siblings and I were going at it, we would go in each other's rooms, mess with each other's stuff. And those little incidents, not even that bad, but they still caused a little bit of, a brokenness inside of me and I remember I would do things as a kid like maybe I will get a snack but I'll only get a snack for myself even though my I know my siblings are also hungry and my dad would call me selfish and that always messed with me because I knew myself I knew I had a good heart I know I'm not selfish but my dad is calling me selfish and so that always that always messed with me so then fast forward Oh, wait, no, let me just say that now that I have a different mentality, now that I've grown a little bit, I can look back and say, okay, Ginger, maybe you are not selfish, but your actions are selfish. And so you were wrong, you know, but like I said, there's a difference between actions and who you are to a degree, you know, I I always want to like make disclaimers on everything because I think that nothing... Some things are literally black and white, but some things I feel like they, you can have room for discussion with them. But in this case, it's like my dad was telling me that I was selfish. And so I internalized that and I struggled with that because I knew, like I said, I have a good heart, but maybe my actions were not what they should have been. But I didn't have the maturity to look back and distinguish that. And so when my dad told me that I was selfish, I internalized that. Fast forward, I get into this guy, get into a relationship with this controlling, manipulative person who tells me you're selfish, you only think about yourself. And because I've my dad told me as a little girl that I was selfish, I thought that this person was valid. I thought that, you know, maybe they're right when they weren't always right, you know? And there was just little things that like, I can't even remember the other example of childhood things that I thought was okay that then led me to relationships that I shouldn't have been in. And I think a lot of my relationship problems, too, were because everybody saw my worth but me. And so my dad would get frustrated with me, like, why are you in these relationships with these guys who are not on your level? And I was so determined to say, no, but they are on my level that I ended up trying to prove what to who. Like, you know, just my motives were all wrong because of immaturity and the other thing I just remember that I will say that led me to a relationship I had no business in was that I saw my dad angry as a child, but I never saw my dad act. I never saw my dad treat my mom differently out of anger. My dad never treated my siblings and I differently out of anger. He never cursed at us. He never took out his anger on us. He never took his anger to a bottle or to any type of drug. Like, I want to talk about this because I think we need to talk about anger because I, for me personally, I don't like to feel angry. It's too heavy of a burden for me to carry. I can't do it for too long. That's not how I'm set up. If I am in a situation that requires me to feel angry, I'm going to hit my breaking point. (laughs) I'm going to. But I don't want to dismiss anger because anger is a very telltale sign. If you're feeling angry on the regular, that's something that you need to look into because there's things under the surface. You're not feeling angry for no reason. But the Bible says be angry and don't sin because the righteous... Not the righteous. The anger of men does not produce righteousness. AKA, if you're angry and you're acting out, you're gonna cause damage to yourself, to other people, to property, whatever. Like it's just if you're acting out of anger, it's not gonna be good. So, like I said, as a child, I saw my dad angry. 
which is fine. That's good that I saw him angry because it means I saw, I was aware of emotions, you know, but I never saw my dad act out of anger. I can honestly say that. So fast forward, I'm quote unquote grown now. I'm in a relationship and I'm with a very angry person. But the difference is where my dad was angry, he didn't act out of it. This person acts out of anger. And if they don't act out of anger, they cover their anger with smoking, with drinking, with road rage. The anger is going to come out there. You know, it's if it's in you, it's going to come out of you, period. Garbage in, garbage out, as my mom used to say. Still does say probably. Anyways. And so I said to myself, oh, I saw my dad angry, but I turned out okay. We're okay. So when I saw my partner angry, I made an excuse for it. When really, that's a huge red flag. If you're with somebody who's really angry, that's a red flag. That's not going to lead to any safe place. It's just not. And so I really, that whole familiar vibe was really, I had a trauma bond and I didn't even know. And it's crazy because what I called a familiar vibe, what I saw when I looked into this person's eyes, was really a soul in a dark place. If somebody is in a dark place, there's going to be signs of it. You're going to see it. You can't hide that. If somebody is really broken, really hurt, really struggling, like, and they, they are just in this place on a regular, on a daily you're going to see that. And so when I looked into this person's eyes, I saw somebody who's been through a lot and hasn't dealt with it and who's very hurt and very broken. And it's a very scary thing. But to me, it was a familiar thing. And I thought, oh, like, this is, it's familiar, so it's, it's okay. I didn't realize until after the fact that that familiarity was actually fear and brokenness and so what I really want to end this episode off with this has been a long one but anyways I hope you guys got a lot of this um is that if there's fear in a relationship that means that love is not there and even though I talked about my relationships with other people and I could point the finger at the things that they've done wrong it takes two to tangle and I really just want to share things from my perspective and from my side and for me to take responsibility. And so I can honestly say every one of these relationships that I ended up in because I didn't see my own worth. That's really what it is. I ended up in places that I shouldn't have been in with people I shouldn't have been with because I didn't see my own worth. It has nothing to do with what they did or did not do. At the end of the day, I can only speak for myself and I didn't see my own worth and that's how I ended up there. And so, flip the notes over. Um, I have a couple of verses for you guys that are some of my favorite verses and that are really applicable and I hope really encouraging. So the first verse is First John 4.18. This is from the NIV. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment and the one who fears is not made perfect in love. If you don't hear anything out of that verse, hear this. There is no fear in love. If you're afraid, that's not love. I remember uh, recently, I this is probably from part for part two, but um, something happened and it sent me into a almost I had an anxiety attack and I texted my friend and she said, those are not butterflies in your stomach. That's fear. If you're afraid, that's not love. And if there is fear up in your relationship, then it's going to really prohibit you guys from being one, from being united, from being great. Because where there is fear, there can't be love. The two can't coexist. And so the only way that you can overcome that is perfect love, which no man has, you know, only there's only one place that perfect love comes from. But even real love, the love of a human, from a healthy human, like if you have a, for me, it's like my parents, my family, that good love, that love is like, that'll, that'll do you right, you know, that'll help you. <laughs> um, 
Instagram told me I got two minutes left on my live. So if I got cut off, y'all just gonna have to head over to iTunes. Second uh, Timothy 1 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Anytime that you feel afraid, I want you to speak power, love, and a sound mind over yourself because that is what you have, not fear. Anytime you feel afraid, power, love, sound mind. That's it, period. And Proverbs 31 10. I know we love Proverbs 31 because the Proverbs 31 women, you know, that's something we talk about so often. And this is the message translation, and it says, A good woman is hard to find and worth far more than diamonds. I want to point out a few things to you guys about that. A good woman is hard to find. Not a wife, okay? You don't have to be married to qualify, to fit the scripture, to have worth. Marriage is not what makes you worthy. A good woman is hard to find. And hard to find means that she's rare. She's not out here in these streets. <laughs> you know, she's about her business. She you can't just approach her. You, she has some type of boundary. She's not out here with everything. I don't know, you know? And yeah, um, I actually saw this story in the news when I was doing my research for this podcast. Um, and recently there was a 102 carat diamond trying to end my Instagram live. Oh, anyways, um, there was a 102 carat diamond that was auctioned, auctioned recently. Sorry for the distraction, guys. <laughs> and the estimated worth of this 102 carat diamond, it was estimated to sell for a hundred, oh, not a hundred, for 10 to $30 million. So a 102 carat diamond Estimated value, 10 to $30 million. It actually sold for $15.7 million. Y'all got the type of money because I don't, but I wish I did. But anyways, <laughs> the buyer actually named the diamond after his daughter. And I thought about that. And the Bible says that a good woman is hard to find. She's far worth, she's worth far more than diamonds. And so sis, let me break this down for you, okay? You're worth more than $15.7 million. You're worth more than $30 million. Like, just because you are a good woman, period. Like, your worth is more than millions of dollars. Like, let that marinate in your spirit. So, I'm going to read that again because I love this translation. I think it's so simple, but it's, it's really affirming. A good woman is hard to find and worth far more than diamonds. So... If you're alive and you're breathing and you're watching this, you're worth more than diamonds. Just let that marinate in your spirit. <sighs> so the main takeaways I want from this first episode today about my mess <laughs> is that you really do have to choose you over everything and everyone. Like, choose yourself. Put yourself first because you can't pour it out of an empty cup, all right? Like, and it's not other people's job to fill your cup because if you're leaning on people to meet your needs, they're going to fail you. You're going to come up short. But if you put yourself first and you know when to walk away, when to stay, when to persist, and when to step back, you're going to save yourself. And when you choose you, when you choose to be yourself, like you're going to lose things. You're going to lose people. You're going to lose opportunities. You're going to miss out on things. But I want to encourage you to keep on choosing yourself because if it if things were meant to be, if that relationship was meant to be, if that job was meant to be, if that car was meant to be, if whatever it is that you're hoping for, if it was meant to be, it would have been. And so things are going to fall off. You know, elevation requires separation. It's true. But. I want you to know that the right things, the right people, the right opportunities, they are going to come. And it's never a loss, it's a lesson. And that nothing that you have ever lost can compare to what is to come. And I think I spoke up on that last week. So go check out last week's episode. <laughs> and lastly, don't place expectations such as love or peace or trust or faithfulness on people because those are 
expectations that are bigger than anybody on this earth. Only God can meet those expectations. So if you're looking for true love, if you're looking for peace, which I know that we all are every single day, especially in this coronavirus election, racially charged climate, we all need some peace, which I also did a podcast on. Anyways. And if you're looking for trust, if you got trust issues, because let's be honest, most of us do got little trust issues because we're alive and people have failed us. It is what it is. Like, if you're basing your security, your peace, and your love on another person, you're going to, it's a recipe for disaster. They're never going to be able to meet those expectations. And it's even unfair of you to even place those expectations on them. But if you go to the source for those, if you go to God, if you go outside yourself or even within yourself for those things, the love that you want to receive from somebody else, get it from yourself first. Like, go to yourself for those things that you first desire because you can't get what you haven't given. So give it to yourself first before you try to get it from somebody else. And definitely get it from God because he is love. He is peace. He's faithful. <sighs> So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. It's been a long one, but I really, this is on my heart to share and put out there. And so even if you only, if you made it to the end with me, if you popped in in the middle, if you heard the first minute, I hope that you got exactly what you needed. And I look forward to speaking out a little bit more about this next week and sharing my story with you guys. So thanks for tuning in. Where's my recording? <laughs> no!